1: recorded live. Hey, Dirk. Hey, Glenn. Hello. How are you doing today?
0: I'm trying to uh, turn the radio off here. I just turned it on for the news. Okay.
1: You listen to the radio?
0: Well, I just try to get the news because the they announced this morning that the uh, Globe and Mail newspaper had broken a story that uh, in the spring this year, the Prime Minister ordered that all files dealing with refugees be taken out of citizenship and immigration and delivered to the Prime Minister's office for vetting. So what was that all about? It was at about the same time as Jennifer had written the Prime Minister a letter
1: Mm.
0: stating that uh, Vic Taves, the Minister of Public Safety, had raped her. So I don't know if that's connected or is it, connected to something else like the Syrian uh, numbers of uh, refugees that Canada is now choosing to allow into the country.
1: Now, why would they allow um, the Syrian refugees? What would be their their, their, uh, motive for their agenda?
0: Well, it's a request by the United Nations that uh, all countries in the world take in a number of refugees from Syria. Uh, Syria is the main laboratory for genetically engineering uh, sleeper cells.
1: So they would be taking in sleeper cells?
0: Yeah. The U.S. has apparently agreed to take in 185,000 and Canada, at last count, we're talking about something between ten and forty thousand. None of them can be vetted for security reasons because there's nobody to ask questions of. At the other end, there's no no government basically operating in uh, in Syria. can't give a clearance, whereas Jennifer, being a uh, director of nursing, automatically had to have a uh, FBI clearance. And uh, while she was in charge, the rating of the Institute went up to five-star, the highest rating given in the U.S., And when she left, it dropped to four. So what is the problem with allowing Jennifer into Canada, uh, except for the purpose of disguising this project they have of uh, sleeper cells, man the borders?
1: Yeah, another reason uh, I was thinking, I mean, why they won't let her in now is because she could testify in court.
0: Absolutely. And they don't want her testifying in court, and she's asked that there be a change of venue because uh, a court by the seaway is uh, not exactly a sure thing. You're uh, dealing with people who deal with CBSA, the border security, uh, every day. And uh, so she has to have it moved to Ottawa. They turned her down. Right now, what's pending is her next appearance in court will be on Thursday of next week. Thursday of next week she has to tell the court whether or not she has a lawyer and we'll know tomorrow whether or not this uh, former ombudsman of Ontario is going to be on board
1: when did you uh, uh, ask for his services? like a week ago or more?
0: Yeah, they, uh, they, um, she had gone in on Tuesday, and they said uh, we'll give you till two weeks till the Thursday to find a lawyer. Yeah, I
1: remember you saying the the cell uh, found him.
0: Yeah, the cell spoke with. uh, one person who's waiting for trial, which is a former senator, and uh, Doug Finley is his name, and he said he had a contact that uh, may lead to uh, somebody who would take the job because he had just been... uh, the word fired is not quite right because he had a term of office which was expiring and the opposition had said to the premier of ontario that they were in agreement that his mandate should be renewed and she said no way i'm not having him here any longer so in actual fact he no longer had a job and uh, apparently there's an assistant in there Barbara Finley and I don't know if she's related to Doug Finley or not Uh, but She basically would have been his contact um, in trying to get the guy, Andre Marin is his name, and he just finished an investigation of Ontario Hydro and being let go by the premier is an insult. He's now without employment. However, in a few days, 10 days or so, there's going to be an election in Canada, and he may be hired by whoever wins the election to be an ombudsman at the federal level. So it's kind of uh, a little bad timing for Jennifer a little too soon because it would be clearer after the election but uh, we're hoping that uh, he'll give a positive response of course a lawyer would immediately go to uh, federal court with a writ of habeas corpus which basically means give me the prisoner or give me the body Give me the person, um, so I can prepare for trial, and that means she would be released from jail. She's been there what fifty days or so
1: now. So, like every day, when they say, "Oh, oh whenever, whenever they release her, she just walks back across the border."
0: Yeah. Well. When the court releases her, the CBSA grab her, put her in the car and drive her across the border. And then the U.S. says, you can't do that. There's no court order. And you don't leave a person on a road far from anywhere their border guard building must be about five ten miles outside of any place and uh so uh, she's been returned four times, and I think that in three occasions the u s border guard drove her to the place that's the border and she got out and walked back to the station in Canada and one time she had to walk all the way from the U.S. border station uh, 7 o'clock in the morning cold morning no no sweater no nothing she was freezing and when she got uh, back in uh she uh, she was told she could stay on the bench in the office and she said, No, I'm I need to lie down so they took her into a cell and and uh she uh she got a a blanket there and uh then they took her out of that uh station which is at uh, uh Lansdowne and uh, drove her all the way to Cornwall, which would be uh, probably 60 miles, to an RCMP detachment office that had some kind of communications network so that a justice of the peace could do uh, the initial interview on video. And then they brought her to the detention center in Ottawa. And, uh, of course, she's, she's learning a lot of details about how that prison system works. And according to all of the prisoners who are regulars, Uh, Ottawa's detention center is the worst in the entire province and uh, they said any place else is worth pleading guilty for just to get out of that Ottawa place I know it's like being in
1: in, in jails like that like I, you know, when I had a problem with my license um it was suspended and i had to go to court and you know over here like as soon as if you miss a court date like the the police at uh, your house
0: it's a warrant
1: <laughs> yeah and they'll take you to jail just so you can go to court and the court's right upstairs and and, and the, it's like a
0: then took her across the bridge and, and dumped her. And that's where the guards didn't know what to do with, with her. Uh, and uh, they sent her to some kind of halfway house about uh, uh, Watertown, near Watertown and when she got there the warden of the place the boss said you can't bring this woman here she has no no papers there's no eviction there's no court order there's nothing you can't bring her here take her back so they drove back the 20 miles and Jennifer was let out of the, the car and walked across to the Canadian side got arrested again of course there were three, three uh, times in a row that she was arrested and walked back after they dumped her on the other side. They kept trying to find a a uh, shift on the American border guard side uh, that would accept her and. Uh, So they tried one, was in the middle of the night. They arrived at the U.S. border at uh, something like 12.30 in the morning. And uh, Jennifer said she was going to walk back to the U.S. people. They allowed her to call me. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I told her, stay until it's daylight. Don't walk in the dark and at 7 o'clock in the morning she walked back again So it was uh, the third time and then uh, there was a court appearance where in order to have her arrested outside uh, or being brought into Ottawa for the detention center they had to manufacture some some uh, criminal activity or whatever and uh, when she got to court the judge said uh, all the charges except coming back into Canada have been dropped because they didn't want any paperwork that would show that uh, she had even been in Canada they just wanted her out so somebody is giving orders not to allow her into the country that is causing them to act in a ridiculous manner. The cell has described uh, her um, being dumped on the other side of the border as attempted murder by proxy. In other words, if you leave a woman on a highway with no uh, money and no clothes except what you were wearing working in the garden, uh, it's more than likely that uh, whoever picks her up along the highway might, in fact, cause her harm and uh, they don't seem to care so it has to be someone with a fairly high authority who is giving the orders to make that happen and that would have to be uh, either a minister of public safety or a minister of citizenship and immigration or the Prime Minister's office
1: how does that how does that power structure work in that in that area like I remember you yesterday saying something online like the the border guards that they like their own
0: yeah entities what do you have is not um uh limited to Canada? In the 1500s, in France, in Paris, there was um, a guy, um, a priest, uh, archbishop or something of Paris, uh, who founded a group of uh, uh, border guards, if you will, or uh, the proper word would probably be bureaucrat. Uh, The theory was that royals and religious hierarchy were genetically engineered for their task to be dominant in society. And his suggestion is that is deemed in the long run to failure. What you need is a reversal of the process. You have to engineer the line people, the ground level, going up rather than the royals coming down so that the information that first arrives to what is supposed to be the government is in the hands of the controlling interests. So they began genetically engineering in Latvia a group of uh, bureaucrats that over the period of 1500 to 1700 was infiltrated into French society and was infiltrated by uh, declaring that there were kids left at at the church type of thing or the monastery or the nunnery um, and had been abandoned and they needed uh, families to take them so they would pay some fee to a family who would take in a child the same kind of thing happened in Quebec here And, and when I was a kid there were families in Quebec that had 15 to 20 children and we could never understand that in Ottawa because most families had two or three kids in any event, this infiltration into society of what they called foundlings was not really abandoned children, but it was the product of genetic engineering entered into a an egg prior to... Uh, fertilization in a laboratory beacon babies if you want done in a in a glass jar and that kind of stuff and inserted into families would mean that people when they grew up would believe that they were just another kid from that family however they had been modified genetically to be professional bureaucrats. Bureaucrat, take the word. First of all, it's the girls that are doing it, so you have a B at the front. That's the girls, because a B uh, is linked to the shape of breath. Then you have the two letters er, ur, U R, and Caucasians are said to have come from Babylon in a town called er, Ur, U R, but it's it's a phonetic working of the language in order to tell those in the know who this person is by the function that it will be directed to later on in life you are and then O is e a u in french which means water so you are water rats rats are the original animal that lived in caves and did the primary investigation of the cave. And what a bureaucrat does is the primary investigation in the job they've been put in. So knowing that these individuals are bureaucrats by the people who did the genetic engineering who had the only education at the time the priests and the royals uh, especially the priests because royals were kept out of this they were in charge of government and these people were going to affect the information that they would normally receive and redirect it to the priests rather than to the king so They were inserted as they grew up and got social engineering from the church and education to be a bureaucrat fitted into a slot, and that would mean that they were sleeper cells, getting paid by the government but getting the tips from the priests and nuns who were controlling them. And the priests and nuns getting all the information that came in to a government department or a business or what have you. Uh, First, and deciding whether or not the king should know before anything ever happened. And they would develop an archive where the documents would be put in an archive and somebody looking for, say, the name Keeley, whether it's done by hand or by machine, would be looking for the spelling K-E-A-L-E-Y, but they would change either the first letter or the last letter in the name so that somebody who didn't know wouldn't be able to retrieve it because it would appear as if there was no file under that person's name and that's exactly what they've done with us at the Department of Immigration now a sleeper cell is not limited to affecting only its own life, but in fact, genetically speaking, it transfers the genetic engineering that was done in the lab to them, to their offspring. And they can pass that genetic engineering messaging structure. Four generations, which means one person coming out of the lab and having children who have children who have children are affecting about 80 to 100 years. And then it starts to lose strength, so they have to put in a new member into the family families, get new members by adoption means. It is much easier for, in modern times, for these genetic engineered children to be made in other countries than those in the West. And therefore, There is always, among wealthy people, an urge to adopt from foreign countries, mostly Africa and Asia. And what they're getting is a genetically engineered child from a lab put into their family, which will affect people for uh, the next 80 to 100 years. It's like the Como, the governor and Como the journalist on uh, c n n uh they had uh, a story on about uh, their family history and about <coughs> about eighty to a hundred years ago uh in Italy their great-great-grandmother was a founding. And the end product ends up being a journalist and a a governor, which in modern times is equivalent to a royal. And that's basically the structure that People who are hired at CBSA, Canadian Border Security Agency, it's not a government department, it's an agency, and have other bosses, they have to go to a place in Quebec called Regal and their DNA is studied in the same way as refugees' DNA is studied. And if you are approved at Regal in the vernacular of the English language used by CBSA, you have been seated at Regal. Seated suggests privilege. In Europe, in the old days, when they built stadiums, only the privileged were seated. By the way, the word privilege has in it privy, and privy means private or secret. And a bathroom in in England is known as a privy toilet it's where you have your biggest secrets are shared in the place where usually only one person goes at a time in the White House uh, there are many stories about presidents sitting on the toilet giving instructions to foreign leaders who had come to the White House Oval Office and are basically denigrated to show power in the hands of the president as opposed to them is he talks to them from the toilet. <laughs> so in French and your your mother can Confirm that in French, if you say "seated," a mother would say to a child uh, in English, "Sit at the table," but in French, a mother would say, "Fais si si." Si, si is Phonetically, two letter C's, two breasts, if you put them together, it would make like a B. If uh, you look around the world, uh, ISIS is a military organization at war in Iraq and Syria. ISIS is really CC. Backwards.
1: Yeah.
0: Got to remember this whole system began in the Middle East. The president of Egypt is called uh, CC. If you look around the world, you'll see a lot of CCs. That means that what is occurring today, the war in Syria for example is not uh, a war that is um, that just sprang up it's part of a bigger plan all of the people who are part of the bigger plan have some connection to the phonetic CC whether it's in the European version, or ISIS, if it's read from the other direction, an S, uh, an I, sorry, an I, and and an L are pictorially the same thing as number one pictograph version of coding so the letter I in the capitals is like a number one the letter L in the lower case is like a number one therefore when you hear on TV somebody say ISIS or ISIL it's the same thing One is using a pictographic form of coding. The other one is using a phonetic means of coding. But they speak to each other on TV like that all the time. On the news, in coding. And there are many versions of coding. So one thing we know for sure is that from the time of the 18th dynasty in Egypt, timing approximately 1500 to 1200 BC is the period in which the 18th dynasty occurred, the border guards were always foreign to the people in the country. And that's occurred all the way through when the Russians had their revolution and kicked out the royals. They also kicked out all of the border guards who were mostly Ukrainians. Canada is no different than the 18th dynasty or Russia. It has a border guard and i suspect the uh usa has some connection as well motor guards who are genetically engineered end products not necessarily the ones who came out of the lab That would have been done under the story you use in the U.S. about Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed delivered Appleseeds that had been genetically engineered to farmers. And along with it came a Bible. So you engineer the kid... And then you teach them from a book that is a coding manual. Most of the stuff written in the Bible was, in fact, copied from uh, the books of Enoch, which basically were written at about the year uh, 3400 B.C., about 600 years after Adam and Eve, and therefore the Bible comes 3,600, 37, 3,800 years later because it was published somewhere around 175 A.D. Every time they speak of races, they're fooling the people they're talking about to the people they're talking to. Because it's not races that is important, it's cloning of genetic pools. Because within a race, there are clones of each pool and it's it's a hidden weapon when you can put a person into another country another family and into a position of control not necessarily being prime minister or president but control is mostly at the intake level and therefore the most powerful group of people in any country are the associations called Human Resources Associations HR just like Royals His Royal Highness Royal Highness in reverse Human Resources And the human resources are genetically engineered foundlings. In Canada, they were established in Newfoundland. Newfoundland was the last place to join Canada, and that was done in 1949. But it's not just Newfoundland, it's Newfoundland and, DNA and, Labrador. Laboratory, labor, lab, door. So out of the lab's door came foundlings placed in Newfoundland for distribution. other places so the first place they put them in the 1500s early 1600s was in what today we call Nova Scotia it wasn't called Nova Scotia at the time because it wasn't a new Scotland it was French people they put there and once they decided that this group was genetically engineered properly to operate They were evicted out of Nova Scotia, and they made their way down the coast of the United States and the upper northeast and all around the Gulf of Mexico into places like Louisiana, New Orleans, to give a control along the border that was in fact originating from Labrador or their descendants within a four generation period were from Labrador and then they went to Ireland and they got a group of people from the plains between the mountains in northern Great Britain and they called them Scotsmen. And they brought them from Scotland to Nova Scotia, which is the Latin version of New Scotland. And that's why today, in the Maritimes, most of the people have origins from Ireland or Scotland or France. Because some people who were kicked out always come back. So you have uh, a number of people like that. And many of the descendants of African slaves settled in Nova Scotia after they were freed. So genetic pools, if you can imagine... It takes 200 years, like two batches from the lab 100 years apart, to change an entire population. Jesuits from uh, Portugal went into Japan in the 1600s. It was a military camp, samurai were basically the way of leading the country it was a military operation they wanted it changed to a uh, leadership by an emperor so for 200 years no one was allowed to enter Japan or leave Japan without the permission of the Portuguese Jesuits who had gone there to genetically engineer the population. And at the end of 200 years in the 1800s, you get the story of the last samurai. And the government has changed to one which is led by an emperor who later on, gets into a war in 1940s, gets into a war with America. And again, a change is made from having an emperor to having a cosmetic emperor, just like European countries have democracies and they switch away from the king To more a bureaucratic country the rats hand over power to the bats the bats in a cave are the ones who get across obstacles either a lake or a river or something you need to get to the other side the bat is a rat with wings And that's why in baseball they call a batter the guy who can hit the ball in the air and have it drop beyond the players in the front field. And you can get to first base, second base, third base, or if you get it beyond right onto the other side of the fence, you've hit a home run. But a bat and a cat together explore mostly the inside of a cave a cat on the other hand is a big rat without wings but the ability to climb trees and what have you Uh, and it goes out of the cave to investigate the world outside and One of the things that it discovered at one time was a crying child having been evolutionary speaking now. A congregation of the proper material uh, elements in a pond of water gets hit by lightning and a child is born in water and climbs out nine months later this could have happened once every hundred thousand years or every million years because we've had three and a half billion years in which to produce by chance a child and every child that was born and there wouldn't have been many would die because there is no nurturer involved and for human beings you need a nurturer guess what out of the cat out of the cave comes one day a mountain lion
1: <laughs>
0: lost her babies at birth died in the cave and she goes out looking for a baby usually they just steal it from another cat come across this little human baby hey sounds good, grab it by the neck take it into the cave and feed it the concept is the story of Tarzan if you look at all the Tarzan movies he was raised by apes but There is a respect between him and lions. And he's never attacked by lions.
1: Tarzan. Rat. Tar. Rat.
0: New beginning. A genetically engineered baby done by evolution. Later on in life, people who want to copy the process are called evil. Evolution. Genetic engineers in a monastery are evil. They have evil intent. What makes it evil is everything they do is self serving. Nothing to do with what's right for humanity, but only what will bring them reward, and power is the ultimate reward. So they have manufactured people by copying. Evolution and place them in positions to be raised to take either positions of power or positions at the front gate. They answer the phone, they get the emails, they open up the mail that comes to the door. In a police department, they are the receptionists. And everything that comes in is sorted out as to what their bosses should know and what their controllers should know.
1: It's funny you mention that, Glenn, because uh, right now, for a little while now, the, it's been on the news in Florida. A clerk is, like, halting the the process of uh, allowing same-sex. Yeah. So it just and shows look, that they can, you know, clerks have a lot of power. They can.
0: The, the the group that was created in the 1500s in Paris was called Congregation of Clerks. <laughs> and tomorrow is their feast day in the Catholic Church the 9th of October. you got to remember the number 9 is the number for women. And it was the number for Pluto. And what happened to Pluto? Uh, it disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> it was downgraded. And now it's making a comeback. But it's been away for a while gone in for retooling like a Volkswagen. It lied all its life about the uh, quality of exhaust coming out of its engine by changing the software. Telling the vehicle whenever your front wheels aren't turning It means you're being tested, so switch your exhaust settings to this instead of that, which is used for gas consumption. You want to have less gas consumption on the highway, but more uh, uh, gas consumption cannot be measured, and therefore the software changes the settings. So that when your front wheels aren't turning, it means you're being tested. That is the life we live in, Jared. Nobody is immune to it. We all have been affected by it. Very few of us know, outside of the people who are doing it, that nuns didn't dress the way they dressed because they wanted to appear to be 2,000 years old they dress because you can't tell a woman is pregnant when she's wearing nuns clothing
1: genetically
0: engineered artificially inseminated a baby is born And guess what? They call it a foundling. They tell you somebody left it in a basket at the front door. No, they didn't. It happened whenever you were agreeing to your final vow in the nunnery. You were impregnated just like horses. Why is it that it's so difficult for people to grasp the concept that human beings are just animals and that if you can genetically engineer a thoroughbred what the hell would stop you from engineering a bureaucrat or a monarch or a cardinal or A mass murderer Or a serial rapist Or a journalist who's going to report on it Nothing prevents them from doing it Except they don't talk about it in public And most human beings are told If you haven't heard it on CBS or CNN It ain't true Well it is true They've been genetically engineering Since the 18th dynasty Mummies Mummies In Egypt The word meant What it says Mum's the word
1: (laughs) Keep it a secret Mum is your mother Mummy Gotta right. go. You gotta go. Yeah. Okay. Right. Bye for now. It's okay, bye, bud. Hey.